In this week's episode of Collector's Corner, we watched the Mill Creek Blu-ray release of the Arnold Schwarzenegger film The Last Action Hero, directed by John McTiernan. Me and Spencer have some questions. I'll go first. Am I about to get roasted? What's going on here? No, this is like, you know, we're those movie dudes. We like trivia and shit. We ask questions. Oh, um, yeah. We do that so sometimes. My, so this is Collector's Corner, obviously, and we do uh, physical media and things of that nature. But is there one in your collection that pops out that just goes, why the fuck did I buy that? <laughs> One sticks out for me that I'm like, why did I buy that? It was it's a movie called uh, Paris Je T'aime. It's like a movie with like 20 different shorts in it. And Ooh. it's supposed to be really cool. And one day I saw it for like four bucks, bought it. It's still in the plastic and I have no interest in ever watching it. <laughs> and I have no idea why I bought it that day. Well, the thing is, uh, I recently went through all of my movies and got rid of the fat, got rid of the ones that I know that I'll never watch again, movies that would answer your question of just, like, why did I buy that? So I guess the one that comes to mind, because I remember that I sold this one, is Your Highness, the James <coughs> Franco, Danny McBride, Natalie Portman film about, like, some medieval Pineapple Express-type comedy, and I was like, oh, I've you know, I'll watch it. I like Pineapple Express. I think I bought it when it came out. So I think it was like, I don't know, probably 10 or 15 bucks. And yeah, I watched the movie and it was horrendous. I had had no interest to watch that again. So I would say your highness. And I'm glad that I sold it back. Oh, you know what I do have? And this is the thing with, with Bull Moose, we we're we're so spoiled to have a place where you can get films for like three bucks. So it's like Mm -hmm. you have it in your hand. Like this is a, this is like a 1080p Blu-ray with a bunch of special features. Potentially. Um, I'm going to buy the Hannah Montana movie. And uh, I bought it. So (laughs) it wasn't even the Hannah Montana movie. It was like an in concert, like spinoff type deal. So yeah, that is, that is a purchase that I did make um, among many other stupid ones. I bought like that Will Smith and Jaden Smith movie. uh, After After Earth. Earth. I bought yeah. After Earth, yeah, you know, and that's one that I think I put on in a drunken, oh, yeah. a drunken, yeah. one drunken night and never watched it again, so. I would love to, like, take, I would go through Bull Moose and I'd find copies of After Earth or even at Walmart and just put them places and just watch Spencer jump every time he saw it, like, oh, Jesus, yeah. and then he'd run <laughs> off. Never like that. I remember we would go into, like, uh, maybe it was, like, Black Friday, there was a movie we didn't like, so we'd take it off the shelf and hide it somewhere so nobody could buy it. <laughs> totally justified i think we're really helping people out in the end so except the the store employees that find it like <laughs> when they're cl- somehow the store and they're like, what the fuck why is this copy of after it in the laundry section okay <laughs> i mentioned to nate before john joined the zoom call uh today i just randomly impulsively i'm like i want to feel a little bit better so i logged on to the amazon app on my phone and i purchased two movies on Amazon. I was like, and I just instantly felt better. I was like, okay, because well, I guarantee these are going to pop up in Collector's Corner. I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you have a vice. Sorry, I was just going to say, I'm glad you have a vice that it's like, you know what, if I buy, I just buy a few movies right now, like my day will improve. And I think we can yeah. all relate <laughs> to only that. Slightly, so. Only slightly, because I actually kind of forgot about it. And then I was looking at my emails later today. I was like, oh shit. 
if I did that, I would be spending like 250 bucks every week. Just like, oh, it's for collector's corner. Just buying criterions at full price. I did just do the math, and with my stimulus check, I could get 35 criterions with before tax. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> do what you want. I'd yeah. say I'd say it is a bad idea, but it's a good it's a good place to start for you for someone that doesn't own a Criterion. That's just absurd to me because I remember one Black Friday I bought close to thirty movies and I probably spent a little over two hundred bucks. So that just shows odds the odds are on the next <laughs> stimulus if they ever do one that has to go entirely to Criterion's. Just walk into Barnes and Noble with that debit card and just <laughs> flick it over the counter yeah. and be like, "I'll be back." Put on your sunglasses even though you're indoors. Yeah, hell yeah, walk dude. Just there. rip my shirt off and just run to the Criterion section. As you're doing it, you're pointing at all the women you see, and they all just faint. <laughs> I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger in California. <sighs> oh, well, good little transition. I guess, I guess that means uh, we can get a little physical. What do you guys say? I'd say let's get more physical, yes. This is Collector's Corner episode 12. Last week, we talked about Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Um, and this week, we took a little deep dive into Mainstream Boys' physical media collection. And uh, John, what uh, piece of shit did you make us watch this week? Wow. Okay. I think I've had a pretty good track <laughs> record so far. And I just wanted to do something a little different. You know, maybe it's not the most critically acclaimed film, but maybe it just, it kind of fits that niche that I, I was feeling uh, last week when I, when I picked this movie. So we checked out the Arnold Schwarzenegger helmed 1993 last action hero. Kid. And you're going with him. Who is this twerk? And where is that smile on his face? I don't even know this kid. To a world that's bigger than life. This ticket is magic, and it really works. And better than real. You really believe that you're inside a movie, don't you? Yes! The bad guys are in there. I've seen it. On screen. Why? 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 That's my first question. Why did you really? pick this basic single disc? Like this is collector's corner, man. We 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 need we it's need the in meat. my collection. So I I think that fits the classification that we need to choose a movie. It's it's physically in my collection of movies, <laughs> I, and I can put it, it in was the way, player. Is what you're alluding to the fact that this is a bare bones fucking release? Is just the movie on Blu-ray, and no special features. But I didn't know that, that going in. I guess I maybe I should have checked, but I put it in Mill Creek release of Last Action Hero. <laughs> on Blu-ray. I know. I straight up. I put it. I put it in the in the Xbox and the movie just starts. There's no main menu. It just starts <laughs> and I'm just like, "Wait, is this a theatrical trailer?" Nope. And I had to go back to the top menu and it's just like a rerun of Arnold Schwarzenegger the poster and it says play feature and that's it. 
Well, so, I mean, the 4K comes out in like literally three or four weeks. So I, I hope that that oh, definitely man. has some special features. Maybe a, a commentary from Arnold Schwarzenegger. That alone that would be would so painful to, to listen you know, to. Um, oh, it, you but... see that crane? <laughs> That's that kid had to control the it. Scene. Didn't he cheat with his housemaid or something on Maria Shriver? We don't have to get into that. So, I mean, oh. <laughs> sorry, but like, that's <laughs> pretty sure that's what happened. Then he was the governor of California. He's a nice uh, guy, I think. Hopefully. All right. So we watched the 1993 Last Action Hero, directed by John McTiernan, uh, who was actually well known for Predator, Hunt Red, uh, The Hunt for Red October, Die Hard, Medicine Man, Die Hard with a Vengeance, basically all action movies for the most part. So. This guy basically was like, yeah, I'm going to direct an action movie, spoofing action movies, like spoofing himself, spoofing other movies that Arnold's been in. Kind of, it's just a fun idea that I remember when I was a kid, I was like, dude, that's like, that's like hilarious. Like, who doesn't want to be in an action movie? And that's literally what this movie is. And I didn't realize until rewatching it that this is a, actually a really smart film, I think, and just the way that it goes about exploring this concept. It does have Arnold Schwarzenegger, Charles Dance from Game of Thrones, who plays uh, Tywin Lannister. Um, he's also a total dick in this movie, but like in a pretty comedic sense, which I really He is enjoy. very funny. I yeah. did like him a <laughs> he, lot. <laughs> he plays Benedict, which is like such an evil villain name. It's kind of perfect. It also has a, a child actor from the 90s, which coming around around coming out around the same time as Jurassic Park, actually a week after Jurassic Park, uh, this movie released. Um, and it stars a child actor who I guess I could would usually consider annoying, but I don't think he was that bad. But yeah, anyways, if you're unaware of what this movie's about, uh, young Danny Madigan is a huge fan of Jack Slater, who I, is basically a spin-off Jack Ryan, I'm going to guess, maybe, just an action basically. hero. Um, a larger-than-life action hero played by Arnold Schwarzenegger when his best friend Nick, the projectionist, gives him a magic ticket to the newest Jack Slater movie. Danny is transported into Slater's film, his number one hero, where the good guys always win. It's a dream come true for Danny, but things take a turn for the worse when one of Slater's enemies, Benedict, the hitman, gets a hold of the ticket and ends up in Danny's world. So, Nate, you've never seen this before. I know it sounds silly. Going into it, it definitely must have been like, really, we're watching this. But realistically, what did you think of this film? It was fun. That's like one of the words. It would have been great to see this movie in theaters back in the 90s because of how much of a blast it would have been. And it's so meta. So meta. And there's some points where it can get so meta to the point where it's just like, we get it. We get what you're trying to do. But they did it really well with just using stuff like having sylvester stallone on the cover of terminator 2 <laughs> in the movie i'm like store. i'm like are are they allowed to do that like <laughs> I, I i would never i never thought in a million years that i would see on t2 judgment day just sylvester stallone and arnold schwarzenegger saying yeah it was his greatest performance yet it's his greatest performance i'm just like they i thought they didn't like each other at this point it, it was a fun movie and i did like the concept of them going kind of back and forth between the worlds and just how every time Arnold goes to say something, the kid says it because he just, he knows he's like, Oh, you'll be back. I know I get it. <laughs> like you go do your thing. But the kid, I agree was actually really good. He wasn't like yeah. the annoying whiny kid. He's like, no, I'm going with you. Like, Hey, look, I'm Jack Slater's new partner. And he just walks back and grabs him and lifts him and walks away. It just, it had a really good, comedic back and forth between arnold and this kid um so yeah i did have fun 
the the kid is actually like even when he does get a little mouthy and when you could consider him annoying arnold actually does put him in his place and say like nobody likes a smart ass and stuff so actually yeah. i like that they do play off each other that well but spencer you saw this movie a long time ago i'm guessing and this is a a new a revisit of this film do you think the nostalgia holds up so this was actually one of the first Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that I saw. Um, I hadn't seen a lot of his movies. I think Predator and Terminator were obviously the first Arnold Schwarzenegger ones and some stuff on TV. But I remember checking out Last Action Hero, I gotta say, maybe like 12 years ago. And actually thoroughly enjoying it. I thought it was just a lot of fun because I loved the aspect of it was just this kid that loves movies. And then all of a sudden... He's transported into the screen. Like, I mean, I guarantee we've all thought oh, yeah. that concept before. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like, it would be so cool to go and live in that world right now and like interact with the characters and all that kind of stuff. So that stuff is always so much fun and kind of nostalgic just kind of watching that. And for some reason, I've, I've watched this movie a handful of times over the years since. So going back and watching this again for uh, Collector's Corner, it was kind of, I had one of those moments, I'm like, I definitely don't need to watch this movie again because like it's just (laughs) yeah it's just dumb and silly and yeah like super meta like this is like the jay and silent bob of like 90s action movies in terms of like how meta it is and this was like one of the first times i'd seen a movie that was like this and presented like in a way that the movie knew that it was a movie and it was just like having fun with that like how arnold schwarzenegger was like yeah and like who's that comedian like farnold fassbarger i'm like what he's making fun <laughs> like, of his own name at times he's too. making like, he fun exactly. pronounces his I'm very like, own name <laughs> okay like yeah it's just so silly and fun but the movie has no reason to be as long as it is like it just kind of keeps going and going and going it's like okay <laughs> That's why I'm just like, all right, I've seen this movie a little too many times because that kind of bothered me with this rewatch. But, however, it's still just a fun movie and a love letter to 90s action movies. And now that I've seen True Lies, yeah. I like True Lies so much more now. It's just, yeah. that's the type of movie that I prefer from this. But it's still a very fun movie. I just, I remembered nothing about it other than just like, oh yeah, this kid jumps into a movie and I, I think it was a good time. But I remembered nothing of kind of like the meta action kind of self-awareness that this movie has and also at the time i definitely didn't have the filmography or the understanding of even action movies as a whole so going back and seeing this just completely make fun of the genre like you shoot a gun the car explodes you shoot a tree it explodes it's like everything just explodes from one bullet and then you go to the real world and arnold's like wait it didn't work it's supposed to explode and it was like it's just like it's so (laughs) self-aware i think between the worlds and i actually think it was really smart and exploring that aspect yes it's stupid but like it was also just like really funny if you just turn your brain off and just enjoy yourself watching this thing and it does that the whole time it pokes fun at literally every action movie aspect from like the really attractive women like oh we're in california of course they're all attractive it's like this is just so this is so smartly done i think in my opinion so i i thought it was funny when uh when yeah he shoots the taxi i think multiple times and he goes oh the yellow ones have the yellow ones are bulletproof yeah. <laughs> or something stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, what? But the, the cinephile in me loved the fact that even though this is a big action movie, that they had death from the seventh seal. <laughs> Come oh, into yeah, the oh, movie sure. theater. I'm yeah, sitting McKellen. there like, yeah, that was great. Where he's just like, no, 
you will die a grandfather. I was like, unnecessary, but awesome that death was in this. Just he comes walking. I'm like, oh, my God, it's Ian McKellen. <laughs> That's, that no. whole ending, too, was insane with, like, the villains all coming like from the different universes of Arnold Schwarzenegger, like mm-hmm. his, his movies in the, in the show. It's like, uh, oh, and the Ripper. Yeah, he's like a legit villain. That is, I could see a whole movie centered around him. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he was awesome in this movie. Every that time. was kind of terrifying. Just a guy yeah, exactly. whose face is all deformed, and he has that axe. I, I just, I think it's so fun the way that they kind of explore even just Danny too. Because in the beginning of the movie, he like shows up to class like three or four hours later or something, and then just has a mm-hmm. daydream about the movie. I think it was the uh, the movie about Hamlet. Like the was that a movie made by Bergman? Oh no! That he was just pretending to have watched one of Arnold's like pretend movies where he was right. like, doing like some and he turns it into that. version of Hamlet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I just think it's so funny that they he's so obsessed with action movies that he just throws Arnold as Jack Slater into every genre and just has a good time with it. The plot with that whole Vivaldi guy, right? The drug guy. I thought that was a little unnecessary. If it was just Benedict. As the villain the entire time, that would have been kind of cool. But having us introduced to him through a villain that doesn't even really matter by the end of it, I thought that was kind of a waste. But it was funny, the whole the funeral scene where Arnold's just <laughs> puts the hat on. He's walking through. He's like, look, an oh, elephant. No, I'm not. He's like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. all that stuff. Like, oh, he's Check not really chin. dead. <clears throat> Just him with the head. That, oh, my God. So many yeah. funny moments. Every single person at the funeral has a Tommy gun. The, the introduction to Arnold in this movie, doesn't he just walk up to some guy and just kick him right in the balls? Yes. <laughs> just, like, flies up in the air. And just, what the fuck? All right, let's go. He kills a guy but with an ice cream do- cone. I want he does. <laughs> but, but we do get Arnold and Arnold face to face <laughs> that we do yep. that we do oh wow you're the good you're the best stunt double i've ever seen here's the number to my agent <laughs> i'm just like dude there was a shot with that where you. you could tell that arnold was like in front of a green screen playing something with arnold behind him like you could tell that he was walking on a treadmill sort of mm-hmm. like the shot when they're walking Probably, out of the yeah. uh like the, the the theater or whatever i was like yes i I remember that you know that shot i'm just like that's so funny that i know exactly what's happening right there but it's perfect like it's just great apparently arnold was involved this was like the first time he was involved in all aspects of getting this movie made through like pre-production uh actual like principal photography and then post-production he was heavily involved like producing the film and uh it's so great that they brought in john mctiernan to direct this movie because i mean he's obviously the director of uh, Die Hard, Predator, I think he did Die Hard 3 as well, uh, Hunt for the Red October, he's done some great movies, uh, so he's perfect for this type of movie to just spoof the movies that he's so known <laughs> for making. So I think they brought him in and definitely utilized him to his potential to bring this movie an extra element of just balls-to-the-wall action, because like, those scenes are insane <laughs> Like when they go full-on action. I wish they used the daughter more. Because they kind of hinted at her a little bit throughout the movie. And then she just was kind of their getaway driver at one point. And I was like, no, it's because she was the girl from uh, Billy Madison, right? She plays like the teacher that Adam Sandler falls in love with. I was like, oh, my God, we need more of her in the movie. But nope, just I'm there conveniently when you need me. 
and they poke fun <laughs> at that too and he and danny's like isn't she here a little bit like in a convenient time and he's like yeah whatever um <laughs> spare clothes and everything <laughs> one of my favorite moments uh was when danny uh walks up to schwarzenegger with like a note and is like can you say this and he's like i'm not saying that word he's like exactly because you know that we're in a pg-13 movie yeah <laughs> it's like what <laughs> One of the best characters, though, is got to be the police lieutenant, who is always screaming at him. And every 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 time we see him, his office is a little bit more destroyed because of the glass that keeps breaking from him screaming. I love how over the top they made this world. Like there was a point where we you go into the movie world, and I'm thinking, oh, they're going to the police station. It's just. Like a regular old police station. No. There's valet parking, which I've never heard of at a police station. And what were some of those women wearing? (laughs) They were wearing like metallic suits and these weird bras on top of their suits. I'm like, are they cops? It just threw me for a loop. The most bizarre looking cop place ever where everyone's just open and all happy with each other and then that one lieutenant who yells and he finally puts him in his place yeah <laughs> no i'm the good guy you listen to me <laughs> it's like oh okay well i guess you're right there i thought it was really fun seeing charles dance in another role that's not game of thrones but yet again another villain role because <laughs> he's so perfect at playing that and he's he's got that over top over the top backstory like he's what bullseye or something or he has that like bullseye eye and just like <laughs> that opening shot too where like he throws the fucking knife and just like the camera turns to him and pushes right in and he just looks right at the camera <laughs> it's like <laughs> oh fun okay here we go i but, guess uh that character was originally supposed to be played by alan rickman yeah, I heard of about course. that. Yeah. But he was, our, uh, Charles Dance was cheaper, so he literally wore a t-shirt around set that said, I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman. And I think he killed it. He was so funny and just had so much fun with the role. The best scene, I think, with him is literally when Danny is like, if you harm a hair on her head, I'm going to do whatever. And then he <laughs> takes her hair out of her head and then rips it in half in front of him. It's like, how more self-aware and on the nose can you get with, with this type of these type of scenes so it's just like i was like are they really doing that that is so stupid but it 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 works in the context of this movie so my favorite was uh when he's in the real world for the first time and he's still kind of getting the hang of it (laughs) he shoots somebody and he like looks around and he's like hello i i just killed somebody and then you just hear someone shut up you asshole and he's just like okay (laughs) just walks off down the street but it was it was almost to the point where it was so meta it got annoying but it it walked that fine line where it had the movie references while it also had the stereotypical it comes to an end the way that you would expect an action movie to just oh we gotta get him to get him to the movie world and he'll be fine and i'm like no they they can't do that and then he's just like oh i wouldn't even call that a flesh wound he was just shot (laughs) Yeah, he was dying. <laughs> yeah, the movie just, it does a pretty decent job at just being so self-aware that it adds to the entertainment value of the movie. It, it was cool with the aspect of the ticket because it it needed that little bit of magic in the movie to, because you got to be able to suspend your disbelief in movies like this where you know this can't really happen, but 
it's so over the top and fun you can kind of forget about it and it's nice actually having a kid that can play this role and actually not be a pain in the ass the entire time he was actually yeah. kind of smart because of his history with the jack slater movies and whatnot um so that was really cool and then seeing arnold in the mid 90s of course is always awesome um my favorite was uh jingle all the way back in the oh day that was <laughs> my favorite schwarzenegger movie so this felt like that schwarzenegger put in with true lies and just together and that's kind of last action exactly. hero to me that's such a and, perfect comparison yep. and it was it was fun but i've seen of course like die hard and other action movies that do it far better but this one it's in a different category because it's so funny at those points and it takes itself not seriously at all so i can really appreciate that not giving it the highest score but i do respect what they did with it and seeing Sylvester Stallone on the cover of T2 Judgment Day, I was like, oh my God, like that's blasphemy, I would think. But it it was fun. Um, I don't know if I'd ever own it unless they came out with like a sick edition of it and 4K, whatnot. But I'm definitely buying Ooh. Shrek and Last Action Hero on 4K. So my first two purchases, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> don't waste your money. Oh, um, but... For me, I'm going to give Last Action Hero three and a half out of five. Um, on an action movie scale, I've seen it done way better. But for the type of action it does and just kind of the overall movie meta that it gives us, I did find it entertaining. So three and a half out of five from this guy. Fantastic. Uh, a little ducky. Yeah, what about you, I buddy? Would, I would echo everything you just said. I'm going to match the three and a half out of five as well. But it is a movie that I have no reason to have seen four times. <laughs> it's like, it kind of just like, all right, I'm seeing this a little too, I've seen it too many times now. But um, regardless, I still had a fun time watching it. The length, though, two hours and 10 or 15 minutes or something like that, it was just over, like self-indulgent. Like, it just kind of kept going and going. And, you know, they did what they, they wanted to. But, yeah, I mean, I know it didn't flop. and I'm, I'm sorry, I know it did flop. And I know it had some bad reviews on the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes score, but regardless, I had a great time with it. It's still fun. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger just having a ball. Like you can just tell he's having a great time making this movie. So three and a half out of five. It's fun. If you haven't seen it and you like kind of meta movies, it's definitely one to check out. Uh yeah, I I'm right with you guys. Um, I just I don't know. It's been so long since I saw this, and I just wanted to kind of turn my brain off and enjoy myself. And this one, it genuinely surprised me at the attention to detail they go into the whole meta self aware aspects of action movies. Arnold Schwarzenegger does seem like he's he's having just a hell of a good time. Everybody on set must have just kind of been laughing after every take. I do think that it did get a little childish, especially when it came to the whole fart bomb funeral scene. Yeah. Like, what were they doing? Like. I was that supposed to kill everyone or just make them smell bad? I don't know. It was just so yeah, like, yeah, it was like, what the what fuck? What were they trying to do? Weren't they trying to like kill off the other family so that the Italian family could like take over and it just failed because I guess Arnold yeah. figured it out. But it, it does tie <laughs> into like the it's like the villains always fail and like their their master plan fails. So sure. But the whole way it was executed was kind of weird. But the movie is just it's a lot of fun. Two hours and ten minutes, Spencer. I did feel the length a little bit. I do think the third act was smart because it was cool to see them like the the movie characters in the real world kind of with danny being like yeah this is how the real world world is so um i did like that but yeah i'm actually gonna go four out of five i thought this movie's a lot of fun 
I don't know if I'd buy the 4K, but uh, if there is some extra special features in there, it'd be interesting to check out. That is because this movie has no special features, absolutely nothing to be found on the disc other than the film itself. There is actually no subtitles. You can't even put subtitles on the movie because... Uh, so they what? just released the movie just in HD. That's, yeah, that's straight up. the only thing that exists without Blu-ray. That's kind of And if you get really close <laughs> to the screen, like, it is grainy as like fuck. A, yeah, they couldn't put a trailer on there or something. There's usually at least a Nothing. theatrical trailer. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. But this movie, yeah, it did not get a great critical response. It was rushed out of the editing room floor uh, to be released uh, right a week after Jurassic Park, actually, which was... A terrible idea. Um, it actually went right up against Sleepless in Seattle, which took pretty much half of its opening weekend box office earnings that it could have gotten. It was nominated for six Razzies. Uh, worst picture. Uh, I was going to ask. <laughs> worst actor, worst director, worst screenplay, worst new star, Austin O'Brien the Kid, no. and worst original <sighs> song. So, But I do find those pretty harsh sometimes. You know, The Razzies, even in the 90s, I'm sure. It's like a movie like yeah. this is just not going to get the response that it kind of deserves, I think. I don't take the Razzies to heart as much just because The Shining got a worst director, worst actor, worst actress and stuff. So it's all just what all the pissed off people whose movies they didn't like, they just get to shit on them. Oh, definitely. The uh, In terms of the screenplay, they did hire two guys, uh, one of which did end up working on like The Avengers and uh, some other like big movies down the line. Um, but they pretty much shelved their entire concept and just kind of ripped apart the script a little bit and ended up having Shane Black uh, rewrite it. And it's kind of funny because they were literally trying to spoof like action movies of Shane Black at the time. And then he comes in and starts rewriting their their script. The whole idea of the ticket was actually the studio's idea. The, the original writers didn't want to have any really explanation as to how he gets into the movie. Did you guys, do you guys think that it needed the whole ticket thing or... Because I almost think it dumbs it down for the audience. I didn't remember the ticket thing until I watched the movie this time around. You need something like that, I think, just to... It just makes things make sense better. Like, how how else would they have gotten a kid? Like, he could have fell through the screen, which I'm pretty sure has been done before. Um, he could have fallen asleep and ended up in a dream movie. Like, they could have done so many different things. A ticket might have been a tiny bit of a cop-out, but not really because you essentially do need the ticket to get into the movie. So he literally used it and got into the newest movie. So I could see people not liking it, but you, you need something like it. And of course, it's a golden ticket. That's kind of a parody in itself. Oh, I've got the golden ticket. Like, before he ends up in the movie, the whole film seemed like an action kind of 90s twist on Cinema Paradiso. Mm -hmm. A little bit. Like, that was my first thought. (laughs) Like, holy shit, this kid is, like, obsessed with movies. There's the whole projectionist. His mom doesn't like him. He thinks he's weird. It's like... This is literally Cinema Paradiso right now, and this is hilarious. Um, I don't know. I, I, there is no special features to be found for the most part. Um, the trivia was interesting, but we pretty much covered it. So if you do like this movie, I mean, I would, if you're interested in action movies and stuff, maybe check out the 4K. I'd, I'm interested to see if there is any specific behind the scenes stuff. I know Arnold did a shit ton of interviews, dozens and dozens of interviews in like a day at one point. Um, they actually had an advertisement for this movie on a rocket that went into space in real life. Um, <laughs> they had a four-story Jack too. Slater. 
built at one point, which I think was in the no movie. No wonder it flopped. I mean, what the fuck? Why? I, I don't know. It's like <laughs> so unnecessary. So weird but... things with the marketing okay. of this film. I, I might buy the 4K just for, you know, just to have it on the shelf and you know, gather dust in 10 years. But yeah, I definitely <laughs> want to forget about this movie <laughs> before I revisit it. Um, it's been, I've watched it too many times. Yeah, I don't think I would revisit it for like five years or something because at the nostalgia for me, it holds up and it's better than I remembered it being. So that's a huge win. Um, but if I did watch it again, I probably will find more flaws. So I'm going to let it I'm going to let it sit for a while before I ended up checking this out again. <laughs> I feel like I would like this movie after a couple drinks. You get a little oh, I was warm. Like in, yeah. You get yeah, you get a little warm, your yeah. your adrenaline starts going, you start getting Jane's that little buzz. Of- yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and then you just you go into this movie and you see all the explosions, and you're like, Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like I could see myself fist pumping right now just watching this after having like twenty four shots of fireball. Like you know, it's just it, the it testosterone is. is literally pumping in this movie. <laughs> and they literally make references to premature ejaculation like three times. Oh my god! I get, like, it. What, I get it. I get it. Premature ejaculation. Like what the fuck is this movie talking about? Sometimes I don't know, man. the The actual quote is Danny saying, "I thought I was gonna die," and Jack Slater goes, "Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but you're gonna live to enjoy all the glorious fruits life has to offer: acne, shaving, premature ejaculation, and your first divorce." <laughs> what the fuck? Like, <laughs> God, how did that? I don't know. It's great. I love it. And Arnold saying it makes it ten times better. So if you want to have a good time, you don't really care about. It being a fantastic movie. Turn your brain off. You love action movies. You love Arnold. This is definitely the one to check out. Uh, but that's it for this week's episode of Collector's Corner. Uh, Nate, I do believe you're taking over next week, right? Next week is up is uh, episode 13, start of a new cycle. And uh, it's a little unlucky 13. And we're going to do a little huh. dive into, well, I guess you could call it a horror film. It, it's an awesome addition from Arrow Video. Um, it's one of the best boxes I own as far as physical media goes. And it's the 1972 film Last House on the Left, um, directed by Wes Craven. I'm really excited because this box has special features galore. So for what we didn't have in this episode, we will definitely make up for in the next episode because there's a lot. And I love this movie. And so I could talk about this for hours like this might be our longest episode coming up um that will be episode 13 of collector's corner but that wraps it for episode 12 but this isn't the only show that we do we do a couple other things on this channel spencer what else do we do good question um we have another show called those movie dudes podcast show where we talk about three critically acclaimed films that we've never seen before we just recently had a poll so we have new films that i have not even watched yet looking forward to checking them out uh, so you still got time if you want to watch them with us. But they are, what is it, Ron? Is that how you say it? The Akira Kurosawa film. Uh, that looks pretty awesome. Uh, we have Melakonia, and we also have Pee-wee's Big Adventure. <laughs> Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure, which uh, yes. I'm excited Let's to go, watch. Dude. So uh, <laughs> if you guys want to watch those movies with us, I think they're all on streaming sites. Uh, but those were the winners. Um, so yeah, looking forward to doing that. That episode comes out next Saturday. I believe it's April 12th. So yeah, check it out. Thank. Well, we also do have one more show where I am making my return to the movie theater. I have tickets oh, to go boy. see Kong versus Kong King. What is it? Kong versus Godzilla. 
in the wow, uh, in the Dolby theater, and you can't even say it right. I don't. It's one or the other. <laughs> I don't Godzilla remember. Versus Kong. Godzilla vs Kong. Yeah, I'm going to see it in the Dolby. Gonna have my mask on. Gonna enjoy the shit on myself. Get some popcorn. Maybe some cherry coke. Maybe some snow caps. Maybe I'll get all three just for the sake of mainstream boys. But uh, yeah, join us on Monday where Spencer and I and maybe Nate will uh, talk about me, uh, Godzilla vs Kong. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, Rudy Toot Toot for you. Um, yeah, so that's that's it for us today. We appreciate you guys listening. Look forward to the next episode. And remember to stay physical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.